Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Fings. We're back, man. Episode 278. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it. Future. Uh, uh, what's funny is, is we've made some little uh, satire regarding future over the past, you know, 20 or so episodes here and there. Yeah. But I guess we kind of manifested it because future just dissed Russell Wilson. Yeah. Right? On a song. Let me click the article here. Um, Future appears to diss Russell Wilson with F. Russell Lyric. Uh, Time apparently doesn't heal all wounds for Future because the rapper just seemingly dissed the hell out of Russell Wilson in his latest song. The Atlanta MC dropped a controversial bar in his Turn Your Click Up collab with Quavo on Friday, rapping in his verse. I got it. I'll read it in his voice. I got it out the mud. No, he said, I got it out the field. Fuck Russell. Like, that's what he said. You want me to play the audio real quick? <laughs> I guess. Let's, let's, let's run it real quick. Wait, no, no, actually. Uh, I can't run the whole yeah, song. Yeah, don't play it. It's, you get a copyright or something. Yeah, you flag. Yeah, Future hasn't shied away from his thoughts on his ex-fiance and mother of his child, Sierra. Moving on with the NFL quarterback, going in on the now married couple uh, multiple times in interviews. Uh, Future um, Hendricks. Bad Sierra for having Russell around future uh, junior early in their relationship, telling the Breakfast Club in 2015, you don't bring a man around your son. You've known this man for a few months and you're bringing him around your kid. Who does that? Okay. Um, I will say this, though. Um, Sierra looks happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I, I think it's a sucker. It's some sucker shit, man. I'll be real. Mm-hmm. I think that when we look at a guy like Future, we'll be like, this guy's got hoes. This dude's got money. He's a rapper. All this shit. But you can have all that and still be a very scorned individual. Because, mm-hmm. see, here's the difference. He didn't have all these different women. He didn't had Lori Harvey, all these girls. But he has not had another Sierra yet. He yeah. was he was public with Sierra. People forget that he was yeah. public, like they was about to get they, get engaged and married and all of that. He has not found a comparable to Sierra yet. Yeah. And when you, because he talked about like right now, I really don't want to get married and then like that. Like I'm just trying to really focus on my career. You know, it just you know, I'm right now. I'm just grinding. Right now, I'm grinding. And you was doing that shit, and you know, and you got cold feet, and you didn't marry the woman, and now she moved on, and now she with with fucking Russell Wilson and he's doing everything you didn't do. Yeah. And even though Russell might be a little corny at the same time, I don't, I don't know him very well at all, but I, he might be a good guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what's corny is you diss the guy that ain't a rapper. Yeah. So like what you, what the fuck you expect Russell Wilson to do? And then you dissed him. I feel like I was telling uh, Keith earlier, I feel like a guy like Russell Wilson, his clapback will be like, I'm just gonna pray for you, brother. I'm just gonna pray for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna love your son. I'm gonna love your son even more. I'm gonna give him all the care that he needs. I'm gonna support him. And you know, that's not that's not you talking, that's the devil talking. I'm gonna pray for you, I'm gonna pray for your salvation. And I our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is gonna deliver you from your pain. You're like, man, don't tell me about no Jesus Christ, nigga. I ain't trying to hear that shit. You are not my friend, nigga. Get away from my son. <laughs> oh man like I said, I'm gonna pray for you <laughs> yeah that's what you're gonna do you know the clap back too is gonna be um, Russell Wilson's gonna like post a picture of Future Junior like on his birthday and be like I'm so I'm so privileged and blessed by God to be a role model in your life I love mm-hmm. you Future right that's yeah. how you're gonna clap back on Future yeah like nigga don't be taking pictures of my son on his birthday you have a bright future ahead of you. That's just gonna be the that's gonna be the Instagram post. Oh man. And I and and honestly, if you look at the two, 
uh, fucking Russell Wilson is a better role model than his actual father. For sure. The father that talks about lean and hoes and, and drugs and being in the street. You got a guy that's actually like the measure, the, the measure of a man between those two is way different. Yeah. Like way different. Day mm-hmm. and night. Yeah. The accolades is different too, just as far as like, you know, Ru- Russell Wilson and if you if you relate, I think they're like comparable in terms of like their their place in their respective careers. Um, but in terms of like just raising a child, you know, having a college degree and um, you know just being a husband, just those two things alone, I think it kind of it kind of puts you in a space where mm-hmm. you're just a better role model. Than At the Russell. very least, future is fucking bothered by Russell Wilson. At the very least. Yeah, the very least he is bothered by it, mm-hmm. and and you know what you say, don't be around my son and all of this, and it's like, dog, I to a certain degree I understand, but if I at least had a man around that was a decent role model and he wasn't some bum ass motherfucker around my kid, it wouldn't be nothing I could say. Same as this, I, this is comparable to freaking Matt Barnes. Because I'm going to tell you, people, Matt Barnes talks about the situation like he won. You didn't win. Even if you beat up Derek Fisher, you didn't win because the nigga that was fucking your wife is still fucking her. still together. He's still fucking her, and she's happy, and he is the stepfather to your kids. You lost. Mm -hmm. And when Matt brings it up, Matt Barnes is like, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I had rage. I went over there, and, you know, I fucked him up. But, you know, and he's proud that he went. And assaulted this man. Yeah. But Derek Fisher won because he kept fucking your wife. He been assaulting that pussy since uh, 2000. What year was that? Derek Fisher has been running the triangle offense on that pussy for years. (laughs) That nigga Phil Jackson has been coaching Derek into that pussy for fucking years. That's crazy. You know how how Phil Jackson did the whistleblowing thing? Like, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. The Zen master. Bruh, honestly, Future needs to, he got to cut this shit out, man. You're looking bad, man. Yeah, it, it's it's just like, I don't know. I think, you know, sometimes in, in hip-hop or whatever, they, you've seen like Eminem dissing like aren't, uh, like singers, pop stars and stuff like that, uh, Michael Jackson and stuff without necessarily getting a rebuttal. I think he had like more of a comedic tone to, to a lot of that stuff. He was dissing like uh, all the boy bands and stuff. But this... Like you said, it, it just sounds like he's really hurt. Man, and I don't know whether it's like, you know, have I don't know if it's really like rooted in some sort of issue that they have with one another. Um, I guess we'll probably never, you know, get that information. But from the outside looking in, it just looks like, like, why are you talking about right. a person that is like, he's a good guy. He seems that way. Yeah. Well, look, I don't know uh, Russell Wilson. He could be a condescending dickhead behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But he hasn't displayed that. So I'm only going off what he's shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but sh- I-, I guarantee you, Russell, I mean, uh, Future going to have another song about him. Yeah. Like, Russell, 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 Russell Wilson. Man, mm-hmm. this nigga, nigga, nigga tripping. Sipping on Percocet, make it leave. <laughs> Coming that summer and we're in the league. Goddamn, understand time when a motherfucker bun on the grind. <laughs> Try to be wrong with my son. Man, that nigga ain't even having fun. <laughs> Got a goddamn pizza motherfucker double, double, down, 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 down. Hey. That's totally what Future would say as a rebuttal. <laughs> Yeah, I will say though that line is not that great. He said, "What he said, I'm in the field." F. Russell Wilson. It didn't even like it didn't even rhyme. It just seemed like it seemed like he was reaching a little bit too. 
Yeah. It's better. It's better Russell Wilson lines out there. You're like, man, first of all, man, fuck Russell Wilson. He ran my son. You ain't my friend. You ain't never been my friend. You know, you want to act like you a Christian and everything. You call me a nigger with a R, with a hard R. Because <laughs> you half white. So you think you get away with calling me the N-word. <laughs> Tell them people what you told me last year last year. Tell me. Yeah. Can you imagine if Russell Wilson really did that though? Called him like the N-word with the with the hard R at the end? You know what could really <laughs> What could potentially happen? Imagine, I don't know where the you know Super Bowls are going to take place over the next few years. Russell is still relatively young as far as a, a quarterback is concerned. He's still got some years to play. What if they do like this? Super Bowl is in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They get like uh, a collective, kind of like they did with Dr. Dre where he brought out everybody. You could get like... I don't know, like a a, a, a a Jermaine Dupree or something, a Usher or something in mm-hmm. Atlanta, and then they bring out all the the Mig- uh, the Migos, and then they bring out, uh, you know, I don't know, all the Atlanta rappers, Killer Mike, and a bunch of other people, mm-hmm. and they bring out Future, and then Russ, the Broncos are playing, you know, like the Saints or something like that. Like, no, the know, Broncos are playing the Falcons. I mean, yeah, ideally, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like, in terms of the Super Bowl being in Atlanta, right. yeah. Like, ain't no way Russell coming to my city winning no game. <laughs> we don't want that nigga over here winning no game right now. <laughs> ain't no way that nigga going to come over here doing that. And he going to do it with my son? Ain't nobody doing that. You know the crazy part is there's some uh, players on the Broncos that are f- fans of future. 100%. And I wonder, like, you know, do they get to, do they get to play the – the music, at least on the way up, I wouldn't. They wouldn't play it in a locker room, but jump man, jump man, jump man, always in and something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That album with people forget about that album with Drake and Future. That was a fucking classic yeah. album. I like that stare, like diamond, 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 diamonds on, on me dancing. dancing. Yeah, diamond. That shit was hard. Yeah, that's some dope songs. On that there. was hard. <clears throat> people forget it was a time where Drake was just dropping straight heat because yeah. before that album. He had, um, if you're reading this, it's too late. And that yeah. shit was crazy. And then the, literally the next year, he dropped that fucking joint album. Yeah, Drake had a... Uh, Drake had a oh, serious run. He had a three-peat going on, like yeah. Jordan or something. Scorpion <laughs> was after that one. Mm-hmm. Like He was like... And people don't appreciate that. Like if To drop three hot-ass albums back-to-back-to-back... To back to back, yeah, that takes a lot of yeah, takes a lot of work. That's insane. He didn't have a few duds, but I appreciate Drake. Y'all be like, I don't want to hear Drake singing. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Old school Drake, that fucking 2008, 9, mm-hmm. best I ever had Drake. That was a whole experience in itself, man. Yeah. When that shit first dropped, and when you was when you was like up on Drake, like when it when it first popped off, because Keith's brother Desmond, my best friend, he put me on Drake, like, hey, this dude's gonna be the next dude. This dude is yeah. dope. And then I dug into like his whole little catalog. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. You could definitely get get uh pull women just off being a Drake fan. Like just yeah, sharing music. Like, back then. Yeah. You'd be like, Hey, you heard that song? And I'm like, No, and then they, they mess around and fall in love with the song and y'all got something to bond over and then Drake's style was a little different back then, but you know, you get older, he's like he ha- he has some uh uh was it oh he had a song with Jeezy, Unforgettable. Mm-hmm. Remember that song? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be unforgettable, unforgettable. Yeah. and all my fucking haters eat your motherfucking heart out his yeah. jersey. Yeah. yeah, that shit was different. Yeah, he had his own like, like his own little flow. Bro, I was listening to actually I was listening to that album the other day, and I was like, this shit is 
It aged so, so it aged so good. Yeah. Remember that one? Let me know. Let, Let me know. That shit went off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <clears> know, man. But I will say as far as, as hip hop, Future is probably one of the most original artists of all time. Cause he changed the flow the way people rap. Yeah. Cause when he came out with that style, in like in fourteen is when he he had a, a mixtape called Monster, mm-hmm. and he started rapping like that. And he's like, "Fuck all that attitude, fuck all the gratitude, but all my bitch rather the And he was doing that, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you start hearing other artists rapping like that. that flow, huh? Like Future was the first one doing that. Even uh, people not from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That flow, yeah. But then if they whack, it don't work. Yeah. Like that's a super original flow, mm-hmm. but yeah, man. Um, not too much else to say about future, man. I just hope yeah. you can let it go one day, yeah, brother. Future leave Russell Wilson alone, man. Leave him alone, man. Hey, look here. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, I don't need no grown man raising my son. Mm-hmm. I can do that myself. I'm gonna give him all the Percocet he need, all oh the Molly, all the Molly he need. I'm <laughs> all the all the all the drugs, <laughs> all the fentanyl. I I got everything at the house. And then she's like, future, you can't give your son drugs. Like that's the only way he gonna learn how to be out of man. He can't be no band around no Russell Wilson. He can't. Russell Wilson can't throw no touchdown. Why you gonna teach my son how to not throw a touchdown? <laughs> <laughs> At least I can teach my son how to be on the block, how to move a pack. This nigga can't take a sack. I can move a pack. He's like, okay, Russell. All right. That was funny, man. All right. All right, I got. I got to know, man. Do you guys want more future impressions in the future? <laughs> leave it down in the comments below. Yeah, leave it down in the comments, man. If you need more future, <laughs> you know, I will do a whole segment. You know, I thought about doing like a skit of future and Russell Wilson going back and forth. You should, man. Yeah, it'll be just like you like. Look here, you bitch ass nigga. You know, stay away from my son. You should do like and a little it, voice, like a little voicemail or something. Oh, I think I, I sent one to Desmond the other day, mm-hmm. but it'd be like. Hey, man, look here. You already know who this is. I seen you posting pictures of my son the other day. Like, I, you didn't ask me for no permission. I know I was high on Percocets and Molly, but you, you ain't no reason you will go behind my back and post my fucking son. Forget what that bitch told you. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you right now. And then he just responds, hey, man, I just want to let you know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and he died for our sins. Regardless of how you feel about me, I just want to let you know, brother, that I love you, Okay. I love you, and I love you with the bottom of my heart. Yeah. It's like, man, don't play me with that bullshit, man. You don't love me, nigga. You, you ain't my motherfucking friend. In John three sixteen, it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and you, God loves you, son. God loves you, future. And he loves you so much that he gave me your son. Oh, damn. <laughs> God, God gave me your only begotten son. That was yeah. crazy. That would be crazy. <laughs> but then he'll do you know what's funny as I feel like Russell Wilson might be one of those passive aggressive type dudes mm-hmm. and then like later on his real emotions will come out like he'll be having sex with Sierra be like huh is that better than future is oh, that my better? God. <laughs> oh my god oh my god that's crazy oh mm-hmm. dang <laughs> oh man <laughs> shout out to, uh, to those parties involved that's crazy We'll go ahead and move on. I, I feel like this story is going to develop. Uh, Russell Wilson don't seem like a type of person that generally acknowledges. I think Sierra is going to be the one that says something. Yeah. In a, in a subliminal way. Probably go to social media and say something like, I find it funny how people can't let things go. 
but you just got to give it to God or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how they'll respond. With a family picture. My dad said something before he passed that made me really think about Russell Wilson. My dad said, you know what? I could see that dude like running for president after he retires. Mm. And I was like, fuck. That's yeah. true. You got to think about Russell Wilson. He's done a lot of humanitarian stuff. He's really in, he's really a god like he's really a a, a god fearing man. Yeah, he's a family guy. He's very like conservative in his values. Where's he from? Is he from Wisconsin? I, I'm not sure where he's he from. Got, he went to like I thought he went. To, I forgot what school he went to. I, I, it might have been Wisconsin because mm-hmm. it was it definitely wasn't Nebraska. It might have been Wisconsin, yeah, or it might have been it wasn't Rutgers. Where did he go? He went to one of those schools with red and white jerseys. Let me double check right now. Yeah, let me check right now. I think he was a grad transfer too. Really? Yeah, I think he graduated and then transferred his last year in college. Russell Wilson. Um, he went to he went to NC State, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, he went to NC State. Okay. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, he transferred from NC State. Uh, yeah, so he graduated and then transferred to Wisconsin. Oh, I see. NC State and then Wisconsin 2011. Yeah. Fucking bug on me. God damn. You killed it? No, it must have got know. away. This one is kind of fast. Yeah. This is a young fly. <laughs> when them flies get older and shit, you could just, you could just hit them. Bam! Yeah. Russell Wizzy. All right. Let's go ahead and move on, man. This motherfucking bug. All right. Switching gears. Top boxing promoter rips... Uh, rips influencer uh, flashes crowd after win. Okay, so basically there was an influencer that was boxing, and she just after the fight she just pulled her tits out, <laughs> right? And this is happening more. This is being a frequent thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of there's a lot of women fighters that are being very inappropriate, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's been happening a lot. There was a bare knuckle fighter pulled her tits out right after she won. Then it was a it was out. a fighter literally. Like probably almost basically a day ago after she won and Daniel Cormier, who's a married man, like the girl was twerking and then she turned towards him and started twerking towards Daniel Cormier, Mm -hmm. which is very inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Right. So this shit is happening a lot. Top boxing promoter rips um, moment influencer flashes flashes crowd after win. It says Eddie Hearn, one of the top boxing promoters in the sport who has put together fights for Anthony Joshua, Canelo Alvarez, Katie Taylor, uh, rip one of the moments. Uh, from a card Saturday night that featured OnlyFans models and, and social media influencers. And one of the bouts... Oh, I didn't know they wasn't real boxers. Yeah, just, but yeah. but still, man, there's people mm-hmm. there. Bouts. Daniela Hemsley, who took Alexandra Daniel, known on social media as Mrs. Danelka, in promotions influencer tournament. Both women boast thousands of followers across various social media platforms. Uh, Hemsley won the bout, unanimous decision. She celebrated with her team and at one point flashed the audience and live TV camera. Um, and then uh, Hearn was asked about the moment. And he says, I think if I start preaching, people will just moan at me anyways. But you always ask for my opinion. My opinion is I hate it. I hate it. We're, we, we've we worked so hard for women in boxing to be respected for their ability, for their merits, for their hard work. One thing we must understand is that ain't boxing and that needs to be put and and that needs to be pushed. Hearn said all that stuff, misfits, kingpins, it needs to be booted so far away from the professional boxing. And we really need to disassociate ourselves with what it is. I will say this, right? Inappropriate is inappropriate, whether it's men or women. I just don't think women get held accountable for it. 
Um, I think that women's bodies have been sexualized so much and uh, nudity and just lewd behavior has been rewarded when women do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a guy, how do I put this? What would be a comparable? You know how women say like, oh my God, like, um, uh, what do you call it? Unsolicited dick pics are disgusting. Like, don't send that stuff to my inbox. That's mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not here to, to like, uh, what do you call it? I'm not here to okay dick pics at all, right? It's unsolicited, but it's also unsolicited when you go to a fight where there's a bunch of, there's like a wide spectrum of people at that fight and you pull your tits out and there's probably like an 11 year old kid in the audience. Yeah. That's also very dis, that's very, that's very uh, inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I would say the, the, the twerking and ass shaking on a married man, like Daniel Cormier didn't ask for Eilina uh, uh, Perez. She was like twerking. And it's like, whatever, man. But then she turned towards him and started twerking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on, man. Don't do that shit. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that I um, like thought about was like, one, uh, Eddie Hearn, he, you know, he's, he's a boxing promoter. I, I think, I don't know if he owns that, that uh, platform, the zone, or like what his business dealings with, is with that. But, you know, Canelo was signed to there for a, for a while, and he just recently signed uh, with the PBC, so he's not on that platform anymore. Mm-hmm. But putting, like, this is a real boxing platform. Like, you know, people like that are real boxing fans go to this app to watch boxing. Mm-hmm. And you kind of are complicit in having True. OnlyFans models, you know, boxing on these real, like, these real cards. So... I mean, I get that um, it is definitely inappropriate, especially, you know, when it's uh, it's unsolicited. And like you said, if you got, you know, if you're a boxing fan and you go to the fights with your, um, with your son who may be eight years old or something, he just love, loves the sport of boxing. And then you you just got random titties flopping everywhere. Like, I, that, I don't think that that's okay. Um, but also, like, you know, you just, it's, it's almost like, like, uh, like the Source Awards back mm. in the day. Yeah. It's like you got all these rappers, they beefing, and there's a bunch of niggas around, there's a bunch of gang members around. Like, what do you expect to happen? Yeah. The same thing with this is like you got OnlyFans models. You know that um, they primary primary goal is to promote Attention. what they got going on. Yeah, you know, to, you know, a lot of times they be getting on social media and um, promoting their OnlyFans in, in whatever way, shape, or form. So this was just an opportunity to, for her to, you know, put, you know, get her name out there a little bit more. Yeah. So you can't even really be mad. She just playing the game. I would be more so like, like, come on, Eddie Hearn. Like, you know, you should have known something like this would happen when you got OnlyFans. That's true. Boxes. You don't have actual fighters. But mm-hmm. I think it's it's a different when you actually have a... Uh, you know, female fighters doing, you know, inappropriate mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. There was, um, I think a comparable action would be if a male fighter was being interviewed by a female reporter and he started doing humping motions, like towards her, like humping motions towards her. Back in the day, back in the day, Rampage used to do this shit before, you know, it got more politically correct. And, you know, um, he would be counseled for the shit he used to do. Because mm-hmm. Rampage Jackson used to fucking go and like grab a reporter and be humping her while... Uh, she was asking her questions mm-hmm. and she would just be like giggling, laughing, but lo- it would be looking like she was like awkward about it. Yeah. So you could definitely not do that shit. And that shit was very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. He, I know he's not dumb enough to ever try that shit now. Humping reporters. Yeah, it's a different day. And the crazy part is like as much as 
like the men's behavior has been corrected. I feel like the women's behavior is getting more out there. It's getting more out know? there. It's getting more out there. To, yeah. And you got to think about it like this. It, it's weird. And then if you say something about it, they'll be like, oh, my God. So you're just trying to tell women that they should behave? That mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that twerking shit is corny when you do it off the mm-hmm. Internet. Like on the Internet, twerking looks perfectly fine to people. They like, What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go out to a grocery store and start twerking and look at how crazy people look at you. Mm-hmm. If you're in the frozen food sh- section shaking your ass, think like, what the fuck is she doing? Yeah. I'm trying to get some Eggo waffles. Yeah. <laughs> this dumb hoe is in the middle <laughs> twerking. I'm trying to get my shit. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. It doesn't, it just doesn't look right in the real world. I just yeah. think we've appropriated so much behavior that people just think it's normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think, too, and this is going <laughs> to, this is kind of a joke, but it's the truth. Um, any type of titty is just being ripped out because there was a there was a time, and I don't want to like I don't want to make this a comparable. There was a situation where we like I felt awkward because there was someone in the room that just started randomly breastfeeding one day, mm. and I just turned my head and like walked away. Yeah, we were all in there, we all kind of felt it. Yeah, but we just got out of the way. Yeah, so it's like whenever breasts come around, it's kind of like kind of an awkward situation. Yeah. You know that yeah. you, you were there that day, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, and you was just like, uh, like I was. Yeah, it's all. It's. A, I think that I don't know. It's. It's just. You just like you say, you get put into those awkward situations, and uh, yeah, you don't really know what to do. I'm sorry. It's just to me, it's difficult. Like if I'm having a conversation, and then someone just starts trying to breastfeed right in front of me, I just like, oh no, I can't look at this. (laughs) I would just turn my head, yeah, and then hope that it was over. Yeah, it's weird because like. I think that we have gotten to a space where, um, how should I say this? Because women have uh, felt like they've been like oppressed for so long and, you know, have been told what to do by men for so long and told what to do by society for so long, there's been like pushback in areas like that don't necessarily need like the pushback you know i think right. no one i I would say like in terms of, like breastfeeding like no one is gonna like chastise you for feeding your child when, when, the, when the baby is hungry i think that most people is just like like can we do it in a way where like everybody is comfortable it's more discreet you know what i mean like if if uh if a man has to use the bathroom it's indecent exposure to just 100%. go out and you know if i was at the club or whatever and i just whip my penis out and was peeing. Oh, you get floor. arrested. Yeah, so I, I think that um, that's why there's like bathrooms for that. And not mm-hmm. to say a woman needs to leave the room, but, you know, just do it in a way where we ain't seeing like, we don't, we don't need There's to see women get titty. like a big towel. <laughs> they get like a towel or something mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. But it's just, to, to me, dog, I'm just being 100. Like, they say, well, you shouldn't be sexualizing breasts. And it's like, I'm sorry. But as a man, I don't look at breasts and say, they're just objects. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think most like, most times when you when when we're engaging in breasts, we're like either looking at them in a sexual way, or we're actually having sex. Yeah, so people it, be trying to like recondition us after like millions of years. You know what I mean? Like it's it's too late for all that. You just gotta yeah. you gotta roll with the punches. Yeah, it sucks. It's like it's 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 like we as men, we can never just like pull pull our pants down and walk around and be like, it's just my penis. What's the big deal? There's going to be a guy, mark my words, there's going to be a guy 
that's he's gonna get tired of seeing like the Janelle Monets and Danielle Hemsley's and all these girls pulling their titties out. He's just gonna start whipping his dick out. And he's gonna be like, hey, they doing it, so why can't I do it? Oh, uh, he'll be arrested. <laughs> he'll definitely be arrested. Yeah. It'd be bad. Mm-hmm. Either either way. They'd be like, oh my God, arrest that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you put your pants down, you're going to fucking jail. Did you imagine like a only like it'd be dudes on OnlyFans too? So the guy, the guy on there, he just finishes celebrity boxing match and just whip his whip his piece out. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> It'd be some fucking porn star. Like, arrest him. His cock is huge. Get him out of here. We need an extra set of handcuffs. Arrest his cock. <laughs> Put some handcuffs on. Yeah, man, that's insane, man. Yeah, I just ultimately, it's not a whole lot to say here. I just think that um, we've we've appropriated it so much, and so many men that don't have self-control have created these conditions because men go to places like strip clubs or they go to Hooters or they, they buy OnlyFans. And whenever women do this, they don't think, they know like, hey, I can have my tits out. It's not a big deal. No one's going to be mad at me. And it's because men have created that landscape. So I could only say so much about women without holding men accountable. Because mm-hmm. if, men, if men were mature enough, they wouldn't be pandering to women so much to show titties. Like that's why, I like even going to place like Hooters, I didn't care much for it because, I, I mean, I just I killed, I went there to watch the game a few times, but it goes both ways though because yeah. I think that, like you said, there's the 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 men that sexualize women, like you know the people that like to go to the the Hooters and the strip clubs and yeah. stuff like that, and then also there's a, a version of women that are just trying to rebel because they feel like you know this there's like a feminism aspect to. Mm-hmm. To having a titties out, and there's like a freedom to to having your titties out and stuff like that. So I, just, I think that women are lying to themselves when they say that, though. And here's why: we have never suppressed like a woman's right to be naked. We never said you need we to like wear. Women, women are naked, right? Huh? I said I think we like it when they naked. Right? All right, so yeah. they're feeding right into the I guess the patriarchy. I guess mm-hmm. the 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 system mm-hmm. where it's like I w- I can fuck whoever I want as many men as I want. We're like, cool, give me some pussy. Yeah, I think that's 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 hilarious. Like, you think that we want to stop you from fucking? We want to fuck you. So if a man is saying, hey, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, you shouldn't be fucking all these dudes. You're right. And then women are like, you don't tell me what to do. I'm sexually liberated. It's like, okay, then give me some pussy. That's fine. I have to hear the source. One thing, you know, I listen to Joe Budden's podcast a lot. And uh, some of his guests will say, like, very general statements like they'll say like yeah like uh ish will say like yeah i know a dude that used to uh like back in the day he used to do such and such and joe would be like uh do you have a source or do you have but Mm -hmm. i say that to say when these people women are talking about like the guys that are like you know calling them sluts or whatever the case may be like we got to start seeing these we got to start seeing these tweets pull up the evidence to support you know what you're saying? Also, dudes, some dudes that definitely be doing that shit. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> the one random robot on Twitter is causing you to sleep with everybody in Bakersfield. Oh yeah, no, you know yeah, what I mean, not like at all. you know, the one random. Uh, you calling me a slut? I'll show you slut. The one random politician <laughs> right. in freaking Virginia is causing you to have your titties out. Yeah, that's crazy. There was a protest that they allowed on TikTok. And it was a bunch of naked women. I'm talking about all their tops are off. There was mm-hmm. probably about over 100 women with their tops off. Mm-hmm. And it was on TikTok. And it was mm-hmm. just titties out. And That's I'm thinking, crazy. like, what are you protesting? 
They promoting their OnlyFans. I don't know, bro, but they was all out there like holding signs, just jumping up and down, titties are out, and then and I'm just like, I don't understand. I think that when you, you feed into the patriarchy, you feed into the system that you complain about because you're naked. Now mm-hmm. you're just giving people a reason to objectify you. Like if I if it's mm-hmm. li- it's literally no different than me pulling my penis out and walking down there and I'm like, why are you looking at me? What's your mm-hmm. problem? Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, your fucking cock is out, you idiot. You know that's like that's like you know they used to have like the the uh, Albertsons they used to have the workers used to strike yeah yeah, yeah the you know, they, yeah they would stand in front of the store and try to prevent you from going in there that's like those workers standing in front of that store and striking and then when they get hungry on lunchtime they walk in there and get some potato wedges and some chicken yeah and they come back out and protest again that's, it's like you're feeding into the thing that you're trying to from like, a literal sense you're feeding yeah yourself. exactly it's like don't don't shop here. Don't shop here. Yeah. Like, stop telling women what to wear. And then you just flash your titties. titties. I'm like, dang, that's what's up. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's hilarious. I just, a lot of people don't realize how much they're making, um, they're making a point for someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, man. Yeah. All right. And I, I, one of the things I don't like, I, I think there's a lot of men that are just kind of like rolling with a lot of this stuff just because. I don't know what it is. I think they don't be wanting to argue, or they, you yeah. know, I don't know if they they're pandering or what it is. But yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of men don't be pushing back on a lot of the stuff and nowadays. It's because they don't have a standard for themselves and they don't have integrity. My thing is, is like I mentioned before, I would never tell women what to wear because I don't have the right to do that. However, I feel like that should even be a conversation if we if we understand if we have a conversation or you understand the energy that I'm working with. And I explain through different scenarios of, you know, what I really don't find appropriate, what I do. And then I also, first of all, if you meet a woman where she is in life, everything she does will tell you who she is. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get a girl that's half naked and try to convert her into being this woman that doesn't show her body because that's not right. Mm-hmm. That's like you're trying to change a woman and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like it's better to be with a woman that's not with her titties halfway hanging out every do- every weekend only because... Like we've mentioned, like that's just a certain energy that it's bringing in. Yeah, it's, it's no different than like I remember. Uh, I was with uh, my trainee because I'm training. I was training somebody last week, and some dude in a lifted truck, super like it, it was like an illegal lift lift kit. It had to be like a freaking twelve inch lift kit or something, mm-hmm. right? Big old tires, and he had this white light that was that was beaming underneath it. You ever seen those pulsating mm-hmm. lights underneath the, the car? Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, that's the male version of a BBL. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the te- the attention you asking for, bro. You want you gotta want attention when you doing that. Mm-hmm. That's just extra. Mm-hmm. So people just be doing extra, thinking that you dumb, but you're just getting all this attention. Yeah, it's that's re- all it is. That's I, all I, it is. I think I think overall we just need more concerted uh, protests. Um, you know, I don't know if having your titties out. Uh, on on TikTok is is a great protest. I don't know. It, it was even like some. Um, I think there was. Maybe protesting Bill Cosby or something like that. If you protesting Bill Cosby with your fucking tits out, that's even yeah, that's, that's worse. Like, he's like, like frazzle snazzle, baby, frazzle snazzle, big old titties, titties and rub them in my face on all the pudding. It's a Jello swirl, baby, <laughs> Jello. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's crazy. Pudding nipples, <laughs> pudding <laughs> nipples, <laughs> mm, Cliff Huxtable. Mm. 
Oh man, motherfucker turned to Fat Albert. Titties, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, Bill is a fool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah that's the, I think that's my biggest thing is like um, just going back to the original point. I think that uh, we have to uh, we have to start kind of seeing the future a little bit. Yeah. Like no pun intended, but when you look at uh, if you got, I mean, it's like for us, like if we. Some randomly had like a, a OnlyFans guest on our podcast, and we expected to have like a certain type of conversation. It's and not. she all of a sudden just starts working on here. We cannot act like we surprised, right? Like this is what she does for a living. Uh, yeah, because you know, there's been someone that I thought about having a conversation with on this platform. Yeah, and I kind of been pushing back on it mm-hmm. because I just been paying attention to some of the content. I'm like, I just don't, I don't know if that's the most reliable conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just because we've, it may be towards the beginning of this podcast, but mm-hmm. like we've been in it for over five years now, so mm-hmm. it's like I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what. We've been what, real selective with the guests too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, uh, yeah. There's she was. Uh, I won't say anything further, but the I was looking at possibly getting an interview with a young lady who is in adult film. Mm-hmm. Uh. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just been, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not really pressing forward with that. Yeah, because <laughs> the thing about it, you got to do, you got to take some time before you have people on mm-hmm. to kind of check their temperature. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to be like having a serious conversation, and you're like, yeah. So I think, like, you know, where did you invest your time? Well, I love sucking cock. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, this is not this, this is not a productive conversation. <laughs> this is not very productive. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Don't know about, <laughs> don't know about that one. Yeah, there's that. You'd be like, yeah. Um, so, who was your favorite? Uh, he's like, Batman back in the day. My favorite wrestler was The Rock. She'd be like, What'd you say about cock? You're like, Oh my god, <laughs> how am I gonna get out of this? <laughs> no, it'd be like, So, so exactly. Uh, where? What's your origin story? Where did it all start? And all of a sudden, you turn us like, How did he get in here? What the fuck? Get him out. Get that guy out of here. How did he get in here? She pulling out dildos and all kind of stuff. He's like, man, she is gagging on the truckers in my pocket. <laughs> we, can't, we can't have this, man. This crazy. is not the standard that we set every week. <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and switch yeah. gears. Switching gears. I was talking to Keith about this earlier. We have to stop affirming people's delusions. Yeah. And what I mean by that is this. Sometimes we can lie to people without telling them a word. Like, we, we don't literally have to lie to lie to people. And let me explain. We've all got family or cousins or friends or anybody. And a lot of times there's some people that are not very self-aware. There could be a dude that's like, man, man, these women ain't shit. All they want to do is do this. It's ridiculous. It don't matter if they black, white, whatever. They all just hoes and blah, 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 blah. And he's saying this, right? But truth be told, you really want to tell this guy, hey, man, you're a fuck up. Mm-hmm. You're a fuck up. You're loud and you're kind of a lousy human being. And that's what you attract. And you don't see that you do that. Mm-hmm. Right. But instead of telling this guy in, in, in kind of in a, even in a constructive way that you are the problem. Right. We say shit like, hey, man, I feel you, bro. It's tough out here, bro. It's hard out here or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that mm-hmm. because you're affirming that person's delusion and they will never think they're the problem because they have you as a fucking friend. If, if somebody's like, man, like I'm just depressed. 
you know, and, you know, I, I'm overweight, you know, whatever, but, you know, it's all good. I just be depressed or whatever. And a person's constantly depressed and they're going through like this loop, this loop of, you know, all girls don't like me or, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm hella mad or whatever it is. But you just be like, it's all good, man. You're going to find a lady who loves you for you, bro. And, you know, just just hang in there. But, I mean, nobody's telling this motherfucker to better himself. Mm-hmm. No one's going to tell him that he's 400 pounds. Mm-hmm. No one's going to fucking tell him. Who's going to tell him? Yeah. Somebody has to tell this guy that it's not normal to be 450 fucking pounds. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's not that you're shaming the person. It's just that when you allow people to go down this freaking this freaking habitual um, process that they've been going through, they're just going to believe the bullshit because you are literally affirming it. Yeah. And that ain't it, man. You got to tell, like, like, look, fellas, you need to tell your homeboy or friend or family member, man, you, you just, you're not productive. You're being lousy. Ladies, you need to tell your friend they're not getting good men because they a hoe, mm-hmm. right? You a hoe and you choose sorry motherfuckers. And you got babies, daddies that ain't no good because you choose people like that. I hate to say it, but we need to start being more honest. I'm not saying be that blunt, but we all know we really want to tell these motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. We know that. Mm -hmm. We really want to tell them that, but we don't want to offend them. Yeah. You got to stop being so afraid to offend people sometimes. And a lot of times when you're very blunt with people and you're very direct with them, it will come off as an attack to a person who does not want to hear the truth about themselves anyway. So you might as well say it anyways. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Yeah. No, that, I mean, I think to me, that's love. Right. Because right. I think uh, a lot of people have relationships where it's like it's just like pillows. You know what I mean? Man. Like, I feel like if if you don't have um, people around you that are just you know, just keep it real with you or, you know, just give you perspective that's not necessarily like always the uh, validating some nonsense. I think that that's like, that's like, um, I think most people have relationships like that, but that's not conducive to you growing as Mm -hmm. a person. You know, sometimes you need somebody to tell you like, hey man, you need to get here on time or hey, you need to, you know, I said, you said you were going to do this, but you didn't, but but you didn't do it or whatever. Like you need people like that in your life because if you uh, if you are sur- uh, s- uh, surrounded by people that just validate yeah. your, f- your feelings all the time, then you just I, I just feel like you're not gonna grow. And it's it's yeah. comfortable. It's 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 amazing to be around people that's like mm-hmm. um, always like listening to you, and you know every time you come to them with with some sort of like uh, problem or issue or venting, like y'all just have this powwow, and you know you guys just hear each other and. You know, you, you complaining about work and she complaining about work and then or he or whatever. And then y'all just going back and forth, complaining like, and on, gossiping man. for like a whole hour. Like, that's cool. That feels really good. But I think it's more conducive for like our growth as as humans to be like, hey, man, like, have you ever thought about like not complaining about work? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's I understand that you don't like that job, but. You complaining about it is not gonna make it any better. Yeah, and, and they might be like, "Man, you what you know about you know I'll, this job is terrible." Blah blah blah. But like when they like we we me and Eddie were mm-hmm. talking about it. Sometimes when you hear that that harsh reality and you sit with your thoughts, like you might come back. 
two days later and be like, yo, you was right, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Eddie told me some stuff some one time. I, he told me, like, I was supposed to take some hat, uh, pictures of hats of, uh, for him. Oh, yeah. And this was some years ago, and mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, I didn't do it on time. I actually didn't do it at all. And I just, in my mind, I assumed that he understood that I was busy. Mm. But it taught me a valuable lesson that one, like don't give your word to something that, you, that you're not going to do. Because mm. what I used to do is just volunteer myself for a bunch of stuff and then say like, hey, I would, you know, finish it by X, Y, and Z. And then when that day came, I just didn't do it. 100%. And I didn't even acknowledge that I didn't do it. And, you know, I was, Eddie just told me like, hey, like, you know, it's cool, but moving forward when you operate in your business like this, like that just don't fly. Like you yeah. got to be, you got to be straight with people. And it, 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 and even in that situation, I had ran into some more issues with other people that I was working with, other clients that I was working with and not, um, not, getting them stuff on time and i really had to develop my relationship with when i'm going to uh give people the the service that they pay for Yeah, because from the outside looking in people just look at that as low integrity they don't whenever you whenever you sign up for the service or you say hey i could provide this service Mm -hmm. they care about the service they don't care about anything else they're not like oh well i know oh well i had to pick my daughter up and i had to go here and go there yeah, they're they like okay that, that. that's fine and dandy but i paid for a service and it's still not here yeah so I, I think that when you at least give people an estimated time that that's going to be done or you know tell them hey i can do this and this but i can't do this and just set the expectations right but even with that most people would be like, yeah, bro, like, I get it, man. I was busy, you know, too, and people was uh, bugging me for a music video. People was bugging me for pictures. And then y'all just having this conversation about, like, clients versus actually having mm. the conversation about what you can do to make that thing better. Because actually what they're asking for, what you're asking for, is nothing wrong with it. That's what you promised that you would give this person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know, it's kind of just developing that relationship I, with I your I seen word. something earlier. There's a show on uh, Netflix. I think it's called Quarterback. And it's, and it's got like, um, it's got freaking uh, Kirk Cousins. And Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes and mm-hmm. uh, fucking uh, Marcus Mariota. Mm-hmm. And there was a scene in there with freaking Kirk Cousins where he's getting hit a lot. He was the most hit quarterback last year. And uh, he and uh, Adam Thielen was giving him a look. Because, you know, sometimes your teammates will be like, hey, you know, what are we looking for? Are you watching nickel? What about nickel? And then he was – I guess he was hurting a little bit. And he's like, ah, I don't know. All right, I don't know. I don't know. And he kind of brushed him off, right? And I know you're in pain. But it is your job to be able to be in pain and operate the team and also be able to – um, multitask and hear that constructive criticism from your wide receiver, and then like, and then his offensive coordinator was saying something too, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, okay, all right, all right." And you I'm know think- what? Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off. I do want you to finish your point, mm-hmm. but when you actually like think about it, your leg hurting has nothing to do with your ears. Mm-hmm. So that conversation, your leg can still be hurting, and you can still hear what the receiver and the offensive coordinator has to say, and you can still respond to them. Because yeah. your mouth ain't hurt, your ears ain't hurt, your yeah. brain ain't hurt. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about it is your brain does send you know, it, the transmitters, the pain transmitters. It, you're literally processing pain and processing thoughts. So there, it can, I guess, mitigate or That's make it excuse, harder. Bro. It's an excuse, yeah. but it's it's the truth. You do have pain receptors. Yeah. So when you break your fingers and shit, you like, God damn, I broke four fingers in one play. Fuck. 
And then and then your wide receiver is like, hey, what about nickel? What about nickel? Mm-hmm. And you like nickel, uh, my hands broke. Yeah. And the thing, but the thing about it is, is you have to be able to mold it. So basically, what I'm saying is this: is he stated like after that scene it went on, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, you know, I was just in pain, and you know, I wasn't hearing anybody. You know, I wasn't processing anything. I was just trying to do my job. And I thought about it. You can't do your job unless you can multitask and do everything that is accompanied by it. Yeah, it's all it's all together. Yeah, That's he, why I say that. Like, cause we seen Kobe Bryant tear his Achilles and go and back on two, the fucking court, swish two free throws. Yeah, it's just you built for it or you not. <laughs> and there was a time where he didn't even listen to his head coach. They got to get Kirk Cousins the fuck out of there. From what I've been seeing on this thing, <laughs> this thing show bad habits. Huh? They got to get Kirk Cousins the fuck out of the out of Minnesota. That yeah. dude stinks. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna win no Super Bowl there. He's just not. He ain't built for it. Yeah, but you just uh, got. I mean, I, I haven't seen it. Yet. I do want to watch it now that you said that. But mm-hmm. I would imagine, um, the way uh, Patrick Mahomes is built, obviously, like mm-hmm. a you know Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, he was playing with a dang near one leg. Yeah, you and know he what I mean, and, he and was, processing information yes. at the highest level. Yeah, you know? so I remember when he got into it with Max Crosby. He's like, "I'm here." I'm here. I'm here. I'm here all fucking night, man. And then on, I was watching it on uh, on Netflix. Like, I ain't the fucking one, man. I ain't the fucking one, man. I ain't the fucking one, man. I'm here, homie. I'm here, homie. Keep your hands off me, homie. <laughs> uh, it was a play because Max Crosby kept fucking with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. After each play, he would tap him. Or he'll push him in the chest. He's like, all right, dog. It's the play's over, man. You ain't got to keep hitting me every fucking time. <laughs> And then, and then Max is like, oh, that's all good. Like, Max is getting in his head. He's like, he be, all right, dude, I get it, bro. Just keep your hands off me, man. Yeah. He not the one, though. No, nah, he not the one. <laughs> Patrick went off after that. Yeah. Like, and he's to like, leave him alone. And then after that, he looked at, he got in Max's face and they bumped face masks. Yeah. And he said, all night, man. It's going to be like that all fucking night, homie. All fucking night, man. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Patrick Mahomes having sex? It's like, oh shit. Ah. <laughs> that pussy is good, man. Oh man, we gotta get Andy Reed in here, man. We gotta get Andy Reed in here to run these plays. Drop something for that pussy, man. Fuck, why is Jackson watching us, man? Why is Jackson Mahomes in here, dude? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, man. Patrick, Patrick's putting up with a lot, man. Mm. Fucking Jackson Mahomes. You see that video? Because Jackson Mahomes just got busted for fucking sexually harassing a woman. You seen that? I didn't see the video, no. It's a video where he forcibly kissed a woman, mm-hmm. and uh, he ended up going to jail for it. Mm-hmm. And then when Jackson Mahomes was getting out of jail and he was going to get in the car, he had, like, media following him. And some black dude that was out of out of nowhere, he was like, you know your ass would be locked up if you was a real black dude. Oh my god! That shit had me dying. That is crazy. And then it was another. It was like a little thing where Jackson was talking. Jackson is definitely gay. I'm not trying to be like fucked up, but he's gay. He's like, why do I have to like? People say I have to like act straight. Like I'm not gay. I'm like literally not gay. <laughs> I'm like nigga, you gay as a mother. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really seen any. Jackson Mahomes like not gay. He's gay XL. <laughs> that nigga is gay to the second power. <laughs> <laughs> And he probably just, he probably just, you know, um, lashing out. Mm-hmm. Like he probably is like trying to like. The best thing he, he could do is come out, bro. Mm-hmm. Just, just come out. <laughs> Some people really need to just come out. 
Mm-hmm. Because as long as they in the like, some people are so gay that they can't even be in the closet. You ever seen people like that? <laughs> they be like, right now I'm just trying to find myself. I'm like, <laughs> well, I think everybody found you, buddy. <laughs> you might need to go ahead and just <laughs> let everyone know. Fuck it. <laughs> people be uh, it be like certain celebrities that we'd be having questions about for their whole career. Yeah, you'd be like, dang, this dude still ain't coming. This person still ain't coming out. Ain't, yet. ain't nobody came out. More professional than Queen Latifah, bro. Because mm-hmm. Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah is like she's in a relationship too with a woman. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Mm-mm. Yeah, I think she. Yeah, she's at like a, I guess she has a fiance or everything. I think could I be wrong. Yeah. Let me see. Is there even a picture of her? Let me see here. Queen Latifah. Um. Let's see. Okay, let's see right here. Yes, yeah, her partner right here. However, the Queen Latifah isn't busy working on a set of her hit TV show, blah, 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 uh, spotted with her longtime partner, Ebony Nichols. The pair even held hands at 2023 uh, uh, AMFR gala red carpet below is everything. She fine as a motherfucker. Her fucking girlfriend? Yeah. Girlfriend pretty cool. That's her name, Ebony Nichols? Yeah, she pretty cute. See, think about Queen Latifah. <clears throat> Queen Latifah is like a Queen Latifah is, it's, in my opinion, Queen Latifah is sexy, man. You like her? I like Queen Latifah, bro, because mm-hmm. she like she like. I kind of hard to explain. She mm-hmm. like she's aging really well too. Yeah. I'm looking at it right here. She got like a warm spirit too. Yeah, and she plays in movies like she played Adam Sandler's wife in that in the basketball movie Hustle. Oh yeah, and I was like, it was the most random thing, but they 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 did a good job of selling it. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like an unlikely couple, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it yeah, it worked. Shout out to Queen Latifah. Yeah, shout man. out to the Queen, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying that'd be a real good three way right there. This nigga. <laughs> 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 oh man yeah yeah all right well i think we've set up enough about that all right switching gears uh parents they beat the shit out of their son for spending forty five thousand of their life savings on video games and here goes the article parents beat the shit out of their son for spending forty five thousand life savings on a viral on the game video goes viral Today's generation is becoming more and more accustomed to playing video games. People of all ages can now play video games on the move. Thanks to the popularity of smartphones and tablets, technology developments have made it possible for game designers to produce more immersed and realistic video games than ever before. Because of this, these games are becoming more appealing to players who want to want a more immersive and realistic gaming experience. But these video games also carry a risk of addiction. Some people, particularly youngsters, will go to unexpected lengths on occasion to buy a video, buy or play video a video game. A young boy of 16 years old who plays video games experienced experience just that. The youngster went to the extreme lengths to play games. As a result, he spent 45000 on a game, his parents' entire life savings. God damn. 
Uh, what exactly happened in the gaming cafe? Here we go. Addiction to the video game can cause people to act bizarrely because he misused their life savings, a total of 45000 on a game. A 16-year-old young boy was beaten by his parents in a gaming cafe, and a video of the incident went viral. In their rage, the parents chose to beat him in order to teach him a lesson. <laughs> but when the incident footage went viral, people were enraged. While some individuals think the parents' actions were acceptable, others think they went too far. The, the young boy may have an issue with video game addiction, which is thought to be motivated uh, him to blow their family savings. God damn. Um, I'm going to say this, okay? I will say this. Norm, normally, there's in, in, in no way am I trying to appropriate any form of child abuse. But this nigga needed his ass whooped. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, you need your motherfucking ass whooped. If they if they would have paid me uh, uh you know for a good price, I'd have punched the son right in his mouth too. <laughs> I'm like, look here, man, I don't want to go to jail and everybody got their phones away. All right, just give me seven hundred dollars and I'll hit him with one hard right. Oh my gosh. Just give me just give me hit me hit him with a right. Mm-hmm. You know, cause some of these kids I want to punch them anyways. Yeah. Some of these kids are assholes, man. I I don't want to get off topic, but some of these kids are a little disrespectful, man. Yeah. You know, the next time I get into it with some teen, not even get into it, the next time a teenager out in public disrespects me, I'm going to say, excuse me, young man, when do you turn 18? And he'll be like, I'm already 18. I'll be like, all right, what's your lucky day? Is that a, is that a law? Yeah. What is it called? What is the law? The law is, you know, you, you're fighting a, you know, fighting a minor. Oh, okay. If they're under the age of 18. Yeah. Okay. But Cause sometimes, you know, like we have like certain rule, like, you know, the reason I ask, because when we think about domestic violence, we we have this idea that it's illegal for a man to hit a woman. Mm-hmm. That's not I that's don't not think true. That, that's not a law. Right. The, yeah. the law is like it is more so bad. domestic violence. Right. So, 100 percent. Yeah. I was just wondering, is that is that a real thing or not? Well, <laughs> all those laws go out the window. If I see you trying to break into my house. Or I see you trying to break into my car yeah. and I pick you up and slam you or I punch you or I throw you against the wall or something. I'm not yeah. going to be like, are you 18 so I can fuck yeah. you up? I ain't going to front. I fought some kids before. <laughs> we got oh, that back in the, oh, back back in the, in the days. But you was, kids were trying to fight my little brother. So you was, was only like, like fucking like 19, though. Yeah, I was like 19. So it was chunking him. Yeah, I remember that. You had told I was crazy. <laughs> it was out there fighting these little. My brother was probably, uh, if I was like, I was probably like 18, 19, so my brother was probably, you like know, like 14, 15, 14, somewhere 14. in there. Yeah, so. I don't know what had happened. They were trying to jump him, I guess. It was you and who it else? Was some, it, was a whole, it was a whole thing, but I guess somebody had stole a phone, and then um, somebody, uh, I don't know how it happened, but they came to the house. They came to the apartment with like a bunch of people. Oh, no. And then, um, yeah, they was like, they was trying to like, yeah, what, it was. What, was, the was age, what the age group you think it was? I don't know. Like, I mean, I would say like initially there was like a group of people that came and those dudes was probably like um, probably like closer to my age. It looked like older brothers of like those those dudes. And then um, those dudes ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones, they were they were all like in high school, like mm. high school seniors. Yeah, that's that's so. when all that shit goes out the window. Like yeah. I would never put hands on a woman ever. Mm. But the difference is that let's say I'm somewhere and I'm with my wife and multiple women are trying to come. Mm. I'm knocking all of them out. <laughs> I'm knocking them hoes out. 
That ain't like you're not about to jump. Oh, yeah, Eddie going viral, you, knocking you, these. You're not about to. You're not about to be hitting on my. If it's fucking four women coming at my wife, <laughs> I'm knocking all of them out. Louisville Slugger. <laughs> yeah, there's this thing, uh, this show uh, Yellowstone, and uh, I, I might butcher the scene, but basically it's a scene between a brother and a sister, and the sister is just like she's drunk, she's belligerent, and she's like beating on her brother. Just beating her and beating her. And she was like, she's like egging him on. Like, come on, like, do something. Be a man. Like, do something. Be a man. And then he, like, punches her. And then he's like, uh, something something along the uh, lines of, like, yeah, that, if, if he says something like, um, how do you take that for being a man? And she was like, oh, you're pathetic. She was like, a man wouldn't have punched me. A man would have just walked away. And that was kind of like the the theme, but that annoyed me so much because yeah, it's like not okay. you can't just beat up on a man and just expect him not to defend himself. Like you know, like don't first of all don't put your hands on nobody, and then we wouldn't even have this conversation. But you know, I just th- I just think like because what happens is like when you're a writer and right. you write these scenes like that, that's something that you really believe, right? Because more times than not, like you're writing from your own perspective, so. The developers, directors, and the writers of that show think that a man should be uh, get abused, and then they should just walk away. And um, yeah, and that's that just something I something I thought about when yeah. you were punching these hoes out. <clears throat> we got a weird, we got a weird way of thinking, man. Mm-hmm. We definitely do. But yeah, in 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 the case of this young man, um, he's definitely got an addiction problem, big time. And but I, I do think there's a lot of irresponsibility from the parents. To, the niggas like, in a gaming cafe. Oh yeah, no one. Well, you gotta understand when you're, whenever you're, whenever you are, whenever someone can take advantage of you, they will become extra friendly because they're they're getting that all profit that they don't have to give that back. Mm-hmm. You know, but also this kid, you got your son that has access to all of your money. Yeah, that's that's really stupid. Life savings. I you, think you that you don't understand. You don't even understand the value of money when you're in high school. Yeah. So it's like you're gonna fuck up a small amount of money, but. Forty five thousand? Oh man. And that's your life savings? They're fucked. Yeah. And they got a lot of life to live. And there's no way you can get that back that the son has spent it. Mm-hmm. I think that um I think that part of this too, kind of going back to the um the Eddie Hearn situation, like we have to be uh more mindful of our money. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Eddie was uh we were just talking earlier, he was saying he has the Rocket Money app. To where it it shows you the you know the the transactions every week. It shows mm-hmm. you the upcoming bills. It shows you how much money you spent over a certain time period. It shows you even like mine alerts me if I have a big transaction. Yeah. Like if I spent two hundred dollars on something, it'd be like you know to send me an email like, hey, you spent this. And obviously, if I didn't recognize that transaction, then it's like, yo, we got we got to do something. Yeah, but like you better you know even for me, um, I'm starting to develop more financially healthy financially healthy habits like where i get my uh the money in my account every morning like the bank of america sends me an alert every morning um showing me how much money is in my account when i in my other uh personal account it has like um it alerts me every time money is deposited and stuff like that right so that's to me that's what like people that are like financially literate do they're just mindful of what's going on but um especially with the technology now so I just don't understand how a person 
like $40,000 of your money is just gone and you don't know until 40000 is gone. Like, That's insane. Yeah, I just don't like, you know, at, at a certain point it's your fault. You know, it's different. I had a, um, <clears throat> back in the day, my uh, my aunt and my uncle, they had this, uh, you know, the like five-gallon Alhambra um, yeah. little water jug mm-hmm. things. They had one of those. And they would just put change in it, and it was filled up to the top that's, with like that's a lot of money, man. Yeah, change dollars, a few hundred dollars in there, right? Um, no, it's more than that. Uh, but what happened was, um, my cousin was coming to school, and he was taking taking change out of it, like bit by bit. He was coming to school, and he was just buying like snacks and stuff, and he was offering it to people, and he it was going on for like a few days. And you know, I don't know how much money he took out of there, but he, you could you could see, see the the money getting lower, right? And um, he got in huge trouble for it. But I say that to say, like, they caught him within a few days. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like forty thousand dollars later that he you mm-hmm. know he got a whooping for it. They caught him like in a matter of days. So you know, I just don't see you don't have an excuse to for your son to spend forty thousand dollars and you don't know. Lifting one of those things for the change is fucking nuts. I bet. Oh, that shit's heavy, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the water is heavy, so I know the yeah the change, the change is, is way heavier. The most money I've ever had is in regards to change. It was oh man, that shit. I think it was over four hundred dollars. God damn. Because what it was, I had a gallon jug, and what mm-hmm. I did is is I was putting dollars. I put like some dollars in there, but I just started putting all the change that I would use. Like if I spent. If I had any ones, I put all my ones in there, and I put all my change, mm-hmm. and then I started putting my fives in there. And a got like just a water bottle, you know, in a wa- in a in a gallon jug. Mm-hmm. But I cut the tip of it off so I could fit more change in it, mm-hmm. and I just kept doing it, doing it, doing it. And it's back in 2015. It got slow at work, and I was off of yeah, work. Yeah, 400 in there. I had yeah, it was over 400. It was two different times I went. One time it was like I think it's probably like 400, and then the next time I had like 280. Yeah, and so in that like, five damn. gallon one, it, it was probably like, you know, like a thousand dollars, eight hundred, nine hundred dollars in there. Oh, they more than that, mm-hmm. more than that. It'd be over a thousand something. If you if you fill that shit up from the bottom and it's mainly quarters. But I'm saying if you if a gallon is worth three, then four would be like twelve. Yeah, that's because there are five gallon. Their the jug is five gallons. Yeah, those that there's somebody probably right now listening. They might have one of those in their house. Yeah. I, I think if you got one, man, and it's filled to the top, there's no point of just keeping it, man. You let's go ahead and cash it in, and yeah. you know, maybe maybe you and your wife or whoever, man, go fucking take a trip with that. You know, um, I have just a little cup, like uh, it's just like a a cup from the theater, like a little movie cup. I got a box I had at the house. Yeah, with a combination on it. But I have like it, it's all filled with change, but it's heavy. Like you yeah. don't realize how heavy change is. And, um, you know, like I, I have some vending machines. So what I was doing initially was I was taking the quarters out of there and throwing them in, throw them, throwing them in the machine to give the change back to the to people. So, yeah. But you can't really do. I mean, like, it's cool to save, like, if you're intentional with it. But uh, after a while, the money just sitting there. Yeah, that's know? what I'm saying. <clears throat> so it's like you get rid of it. But it's have a purpose behind it. And my purpose at that time is work. It slowed down bad in 2015. Mm-hmm. I didn't work for almost two weeks at one time mm-hmm. and i just fucking turned all that change and i was like where'd you take it damn. i took it to the coin star food max uh coin star be charging no, huh? it, it charged you a little bit they get they get they cut mm-hmm. but you know but 
it took me forever because you know how they got that chain strainer. Yeah, you pour it in there and it just go. Yeah, the uh, I think the, I think the banks ain't they not trying to do that no more. Nah, the banks ain't fucking with that. No yeah, more. they don't be trying to take that change. Nah, so the coin stars get gets it done. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was something. I think it was something. They, actually they have it now to where they have bags. I've seen the people like because you know like certain people that have vending machines or like. Um, you know, there's certain arcades or whatever. Some people have that. So they have mm-hmm. like weighted bags. So if it's like 45 pounds, that's X amount of dollars. So you would just fill up the bag and weigh it, make sure it's 45 pounds, and then you could take it to the thing. And then Really? How did, what? So just so they're not counting every quarter, like putting it in a machine. Hey, man, all I know is this. If that's what, if that, is that, if that's what they're doing, saying... If, and you just give them a bag, man. They're gonna be putting all kinds of fucking bolts and fucking yeah. Washers. I'm putting some. Little, I'm putting a little bit of sand in there. Yeah, I'm gonna put some little bricks, some little welded together little uh, metal pieces, and throw mm-hmm. the motherfuckers in there. Yeah, yeah. Ain't no way they're gonna be just doing that. They gotta count that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but there's that. Let's go ahead and uh, it's probably be more than one of the shorter. But ones. yeah, I mean, overall, the kids. Um, yeah, just be. I mean, as as adults, we just gotta be more mindful of uh. That and I was there was an excuse like well these are older people and you know technology is different but the kid is sixteen so the yeah. kid is relatively you know you can have a sixteen year old son you yeah know what 100%. I mean? so it's like you still was in you know in in an era where you pretty um, up on technology and 100%. stuff like that so and there's not really it would be different if it's like like somebody my mom's age where she just kind of like not really tech savvy I think that we okay. If I had a kid right now, they would 100% like be a junior or senior in high school, minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Minimum. Actually, they'd probably be out of high school. If I, it depends 18, on what I had. 18, 19 years old. Yeah. If I, have my, if I had a kid at 18 in 2003, they'd be 20 years old right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say I had one in 05 or some shit. Mm-hmm. They'd probably be like a senior right now. Yeah. So I don't know. They, well, they don't got no excuse. Dog. We would be. I think that my generation, your generation, will be more. We're more like our kids than our parents were like us. Mm-hmm. Our parents came from a totally technologically different background. That was like a like an exponential was, growth in yeah. technology. Between but with them. but with us, like we seen like the first smartphones. We seen all the all the shit that these kids are using now. We yeah. got it first. Mm-hmm. Like we got things in its infancy. Like we had the fucking sidekick phones. We had the fucking um, the the Google G one phones, and you know not iPhone. To, not mm-hmm. only that, but we're on the same apps. Like you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, Desmond's daughter just turned fourteen, right? So the kid right here is sixteen. She fourteen. That's two years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on the same apps. You know, she don't have no like she don't have like social media like that. Yeah. But you know, just if she had like TikTok or whatever. Her dad on TikTok, she on TikTok. You know what I mean? So that just just to set just to show you like yeah. relatively like, you know, there's not really an excuse for your son to spend forty racks and you don't even know. I think that the parents looked like they were a little older too though. Mm-hmm. So I think they, they could have been out the loop, but damn, like how out of the loop are you? Yeah. Yeah. I was having a conversation with the IT guy yesterday. He was like fifty one, but mm-hmm. he'd been doing IT since the nineties. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, that's dope, man. So it's like, I wonder how much you've seen technology change from Probably like lot, 80s. Yeah. I think he said he was doing it since like 89 or mm-hmm. some shit like that, 88. I will say that one, one of my guys, his, uh, his son actually did that. Like his, he's, he bought, um, excuse me, I think he bought some game 
But he knew immediately, though. Like, he was still mad and there was nothing he could do about it, but he knew immediately that his son bought it and he gave his son a whooping for sure. But, like, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> this is just, this is just you, uh, podcast conversation. These niggas tripping. Yeah, I, th- I think it's two people that's going to push the line big time. And that's, that's uh, the children and pets. Mm-hmm. The dogs fucking will push the line on your ass. Because mm-hmm. they'll be like cool for a minute. But sometimes dogs get real disrespectful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't be want to fucking listen at all. Yeah. You be like, man, get out of here. They be just like, I'm, I'm. like no, <laughs> man, get off of me, dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. And the people that got dogs that are very um, poorly trained mm-hmm. and like, the dog's doing shit and you're telling them like, hey man, your dog's over here doing this. And they're like, oh, he's fine. He just really likes you. Somebody, there was a tweet from PETA that says something along the lines of like, um, if your dog still has his balls, like, what are you doing, bro? And I was like, what? It, and I, I I think it was legit. Like, you know, it wasn't, it didn't look like a screenshot. It looked like somebody uh, like just responded to it. And I was like, that's kind of weird. It's That's backwards. a weird thing to say because, like, it's like mutilation. Yeah, exactly. I thought so, you were for animals. Yeah, that's what I didn't. I didn't really understand it. Like, yeah, and, we got our balls. So if you, you like to compare animals and humans all the time. You're not asking for us to cut our balls off. Exactly, and I do. I mean, there's you know dogs that are uh, allegedly dogs that um, aren't. Um, neutered are you know more likely to get hit by cars and all this other mm. stuff, but. Um, but at the same time, like, it's still like a lot of, there's a lot of dogs out here where their life just ends. Like they life there's, there's no generations after them. They just like, they just here for, they just here for their 12 years and then they check out. Dogs is different. It's dogs and and humans. We got the same balls, bro. (laughs) Just be swinging. Same balls, bro. (laughs) I was, one time I seen a pit bull, I was like, oh, that's me right there. (laughs) Wait a minute. That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> now, dogs' balls is a little bit smoother. What do you mean? They just a little smoother. Like human balls be a little wrinkly. <laughs> <laughs> you got them Bill Cosby balls. <laughs> <laughs> My balls frail. They just really frail balls. I don't know what it is. I drug dogs too. I drug women dogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking Bill Cosby is on a rampage, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. All right. We got to wrap it up with this next one. Where are we at, man? Uh, one thirteen. Yeah. It'd probably be. We'll finish this one off here. All right. All right. Uh, switching gears. Um, amazing. 90-year-old retail worker finally retires from her job at Dillard's after 74 years, uh, having never missed a, a single day of work. Let me read the article. All right. Um. All right. A 90-year-old woman has retired from her retail job, having never missed a day of work for the past 74 years. Melba Meebane celebrated her retirement after a long career at Dillard's in Tyler, Texas. This month, after a career spanning more than seven decades, she started working retail giant in 1956 when she was just 17 years old, beginning as an elevator girl before... Uh, becoming moved to cosmetics department. Now, after an impressive career, the 90-year-old retired, leaving behind a score of colleagues and clients who grew to love her. Um, uh, she, let me see here. Do, 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 do. 
Okay. The store manager of Dillard's in Tyler, Texas, said Melba touched so many lives. Speaking to Fox News, he said Melba sets the tone for everything, every expectation, every customer service quality that we look for in a luxury experience. She provides all of it to the team. Can you imagine how many people she coached and taught and trained to aspire to be more? He added that it was amazing to think about how many people the 90-year-old touched. James praised her for pro- providing both the customers and the team with life life advice because of her go-getter and kind personality. Melba quickly formed relationships with everyone. All right. Um, shout out to her. And at the end, they talked about, you know, they gave her a plaque. Um, and, you know, they have that little going away party. And uh, she, she had to retire due to her, like, you know, be- becoming a little ill. But here's my thing, man, and it's no slight to her. Maybe she got a lot of enjoyment from the job. And also maybe, you know, when you get older, old people need something to do. They need something, you know, something like recreational or something. Mm -hmm. Because what it is is when people get old, they like that fellowship. They like to be around people because if they're not around people, they're at home, they're going to fucking die. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is, man. So shout out to her from, you know, staying productive. Um but ultimately, it just this also shows you what a job can do for you. You worked there for 74 years. They give you a plaque. You didn't get no going away bonus. You didn't get none of that, at least from what the articles I've read. I haven't heard anything about it. But she also never missed a day. The qu- I question that, though. She's 90 years old. She's worked there for 74 years. So the people that started there with her, they died. So she probably telling people she ain't never missed a day. But <laughs> can't nobody challenge it because they either wasn't born or they already died. Yeah. She's fucking 90, bro. Yeah. So who knows? She's been working there since she was a teenager. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. I think that she really loves it. I I think that there's some people that really love what they do. Mm -hmm. And maybe she just really loves people so much. Mm -hmm. So, But, you know, the job is a job. So the job is not going to give her any real opportunity. We know that. Mm -hmm. We talked about comparable stories. The guy that worked at Taco Bell for over 20 years didn't miss one day. They gave that nigga some coloring pencils. (laughs) That made me so fucking mad, bro. Yeah. Anybody that works at Taco Bell for 20 years, they should deserve 20,000. Yeah, I think that should be the gold. St- that should be the going rate for somebody that has worked at Taco Bell for twenty years straight. They should get twenty thousand dollars on their twentieth year, because nobody then Taco Bell is not gonna have to give anybody money because nobody works there for twenty years. Yeah, I don't. I mean, for me, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily um, would necessarily like operate a business that way. But what I will say is that. Um, if you do, you know, going back to our last you know, conversation a couple of weeks ago with uh, Anthony Gupton, when he was mm-hmm. on here, he talked about how he was able to like set up his retirement in such a way that he was able to retire like at 49, 50 years old. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's that's there, too. Like, I think for this woman, um, if you worked in um, she's re- she's officially retired now and she says she's going to like travel and, you know, do some other stuff. She probably, I don't know, she shouldn't be hurting for money. You know, the way that her life is set up being around for so long, she could probably have, she probably has owned her house for like 60 years now. Mm. So I don't know. I think she had that a house when it was th- uh, $37. Yeah. Like you buy a house for 1500 She you, She you had know. two slaves. And one <laughs> Black person walks into Dillard. She's like, "How you doing, young man?" I remember when you cost a lot less money back Dang. in my day. 
That's crazy. 90 years old, bro. <laughs> She's only like fucking what, one generation away from slavery? <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, dang near 100 years old. That's crazy. Yeah, man. But yeah, I think that uh it it is though the the only thing that I would say cuz like I said, I don't I don't necessarily know. Like I I feel like when I speak about these um situations in terms of like people getting paid, I kind of need to experience it. Like I got I need to experience like what what that looks like to run to run an organization with staff and stuff like that and you know the the value that a person brings to the company but i will say that in one of the other articles i think the one in fox news he does mention the fact that she made him a lot of money so oh i think God. going along with that you know it would it would be dope to like give her a little yeah. you know severance package but also it doesn't say you know if he did or if he did it and I do know that some companies do have like, you know, retirement, you know, incentives and stuff like that. And depending on if she had, she never missed a day. So, you know, you have, uh, I think you were at your last uh, job, you had, um, call it PTO or whatever. Yeah. And then you got paid out for, you mm-hmm. know, not taking those days. So, you mm-hmm. know, that, that, that's, that's a possibility too. Obviously it doesn't say anything about it, but if she yeah. ain't never took no sick days, oh my she God. got a fat check. Mm. Yeah, I think at some point it just rolls over with some companies though. Like See, sometimes you, you got to use it, huh? Yeah, so you got to use it. Sometimes it'll just max out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. Um, Sometimes I see old women like that. I'll be wondering, like, I wonder if she was like a freak back in the day. This nigga's crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> you either see it like, oh, good Margaret. Oh, oh, good Margaret. Margaret. That's crazy. That's like, wild. It'd be like 1921. Yeah. Like, has she ever slept with a black man before? That'd be, you just see the music playing. If some black dude come up. <laughs> Hi, Miss Margaret. How you doing? <laughs> I mean, it's it's no colors in here, but we can meet in the alley. <laughs> I remember back in the day, there was a man named Harold. He was a sweet colored man. He made the sweetest love to me. Nigga, <laughs> 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 Harold was blowing her back out. Oh man, yeah, that was the original uh, Lena the plug. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> if your name is Mildred and you fuck a black dude named Harold, <laughs> you know y'all both old as fuck. <laughs> Some names is just retired now. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dick. That's a name that was very popular in the 20s and shit. Yeah, Dick. You can't name your son Dick. People now. was really naming Was people's names Dick. really Dick or was it just Richard? Dick was short for Richard. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know if anybody's writing Dick on their on birth certificate. It's some names that's super old. Dick Cheney. It's some names that's old in every culture. Like I say, um, if Dick Cheney had like a porn doppelganger, his name would be Dick Vaney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want some of this Vaney? God, God, you want some of that? <laughs> Barack, uh, 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 would it be a Barack? Cock Obama, Cock Obama, but Cock Obama. So I heard you uh, been looking for a BBC. <laughs> I think uh, uh, I think I could show you something. <laughs> Come on over and uh, uh, zip zip my pants down. <laughs> zip. Oh my God, Barack is so huge. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Go ahead and uh, and uh, uh, bend on over. I'll show you what's going on back there. God bless America. God, bl- God bless America. <laughs> I hope Michelle doesn't find out about this. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Shout out to Barack. I've done like three impressions today, man. Yeah, man. You getting your impressions in. You're getting them in. I've done Barack Obama. I've done Pat Mahomes and fucking Future. <laughs> Pat was a Pat is a trip though. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't think he realized he talks like that. Yeah, <laughs> of course not. It's just it's his like, voice. <laughs> yeah, it's like. All right, guys, before we get out there, we got to make sure, like, the, the, everybody knows who we are, man. Everybody has to fucking know I'm here. They got to know that I'm here. Every week, I'm going to be here. Yeah. That's nuts, man. There was, um, who was it? Uh, somebody had called into a radio station, and Pat Mahomes' dad was at the radio station. Mm -hmm. And then he started doing an impression of Patrick Mahomes, and he says, let me know if it's good or bad. And fucking, he starts doing it, and then Pat Mahomes' dad was like, "Hey, that was kind of good. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, that's funny." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, that sound like him, man." And he put the cigar back in his mouth. You know who randomly has a good Charles Barkley impression? Is uh, Paul George. Oh, I heard it. He's oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit be having me dying. Yeah. Because Charles be like, "What? What? What? The issue is, it seemed like a lot of guys." When they get on the court and and they forget that it's a basketball game, they just throwing themselves on the ground. <laughs> I don't. I, the last time I checked, Kobe Bryant wasn't doing that. <laughs> LeBron James just think that his hairline and his game is kind of the same thing. I don't know. And the ladies in San Antonio is ugly. <laughs> There's some ugly, ugly women out there. Yeah, they big as a house. Like what's yeah. funny about Charles Barkley? He reminds me of my fucking grandpa. Really? Oh my god! Like it's spot on mm -hmm. because Charles Barkley he will say shit that could get him in trouble, mm -hmm. and my grandpa never gave a fuck. He yeah. always done shit like that. Mm -hmm. He would he would he was telling some of the women in my family that they was fat, all kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. He'd be like, "You get a little." And my grandpa would be like, you getting a little fat, ain't you? You getting a little fat. <laughs> you get, yeah, you're getting, getting fat. You're getting fat. You ain't going to get no man like that. Yeah, I aspire to be that. My grandpa would say fucked up shit and just laugh. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, you're going to be too fat to get a man. You got to lose some weight. Oh, my God. I was like, God damn. And anybody who knows my grandpa, they know that he is, he used to say shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I think it was one, one holiday. Uh, he's like, you ain't got your girl. You ain't got. You ain't married yet. I was like, nah. He's like, you ain't playing for the other team, are you? I'm like, nah, Grandpa. Goddamn. <laughs> and he started busting up laughing, like, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> he said, you ain't playing for. Grandpa the other was team. a fucking trip, bro. <laughs> Grandpa yeah. was a trip. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's how like some of them old grandmas be the same way. Like, yeah, you better you better stop stepping out the house with that nappy ass hair. You ain't gonna get you no man. Yeah, I was like, you, you look at you. You look you look terrible. You look mm. terrible. You can't cook. You can't do. Y'all can't do nothing. How y'all yeah. gonna? It was a video I seen actually today of some older black woman. She was chastising her her freaking grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Like y'all can't do nothing right. You ain't sprayed no Lysol on that rag. You know what you doing? Yeah. Wipe that up. You ain't never gonna have no man doing that. Look mm. at you. Yeah. I was like, God damn. Yeah. It, it's just a different, like a different, um, a different era where like. I, I think it's like that in all cultures though. Especially yeah. like in Mexican culture too. Like with Abuelita was getting on all the fucking, all the, mm -hmm. all the granddaughters. Yeah. Yeah. They, they want to make sure they, they have like, it, I think, I think back in the day there was like, um, like skill, like skill set that you were kind of like. That's what you taught had. to be like a good husband or a good wife. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like for a man, it was like, you know, you had to have certain qualities, a work ethic, 
obviously, and you know, just uh, you know, an ability to just kind of hold the house down. And then for the for the women, it was more so like, you know, that that those nurturing elements and you know, taking care of the house and stuff like that. You know, that was kind of like drilled into you. But today is a it's a little bit different, you know, in the way that we you know these these newer age people are designed. We just kind of like freestyling out here. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. and it's not working. Yeah, yeah. I was telling, I was telling Keith the good thing about all the price of everything going up is it might start to increase the family unit again, mm-hmm. and I think that it might the 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 everything going up might start almost I won't say forcing but almost core is a weird way of coercion of you know men and women actually sticking together and piecing up and getting getting a house or mm-hmm. putting their finances together and making investments together because this whole Toxic single culture is is destroying the whole dynamic between men and women. Yeah, I think that uh, I love women, man. I really do. But I, I think that what's going on is is between men and women, the dynamic is weird because mm-hmm. it's like women like I don't need a man. I will travel by myself. I will do this. I will do that. But then it starts to become very delusional mm-hmm. because I don't want to say a woman needs a man. But what happens is is along the way you make so many poor life choices and you choose so many poor men. That you aren't even ready to be a wife. Mm-hmm. It's just like a dude that if you're chasing pussy all day long and you're not doing any type of form of improvement on your life, you're not ready to be nobody's husband. You're yeah. not financially set up. You don't even have an idea. You don't even have the. You don't even have an objective of becoming something better. You just out here doing life. Yeah, you I think that's uh, um, we were talking about it earlier. But like, I think that um, most people live in a world where they're uh they just they want the it's almost like like if you related to sports like imagine not working out you know let's say we're playing football not working out um showing up late to practice mm-hmm. uh not knowing the plays um mm-hmm. just not trying to get no extra reps nothing and you just sitting on the sideline at practice and you complaining that the coach don't put you in. Yeah, it's funny. It's like that's kind of how most people in society operate. Like they just like, hey, coach, like why ain't I, why ain't I getting no playing time? But how it works in society is like these people that got like bad mental health and, you know, not bad mental health in a way, but like, you know, not working on your mental health um, and, you know, just terrible communication skills and you know unhealthy just physically unhealthy all these things um that you know wouldn't necessarily make you ready for like a a committed relationship and they're just screaming like you know like there's something wrong with the world you know and not necessarily developing themselves so mm-hmm. i just think that um i just want everybody to open up their eyes and see like we we got to work on ourselves constantly yeah. And stop trying to like just get the world to like fall in love with this mediocre how, version of it. Yeah, that ain't how it worked, man. Mm-hmm. That that definitely ain't how it worked. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why when I make a statement, I don't just be like, man, these women got to get their shit together, man. It's it's like it's it's literally a two sided mm-hmm. responsibility. Yeah, I feel like I when I listen to certain platforms, that whole idea turns me off big time. Where it's like they'll be like, these women are here, they're just being hoes, and they're doing this, and they're doing that, and it's blah 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 and blah blah. And every time you look at another post, it's just some form, some weird way of like holding women accountable or calling them hoes and bitches. I'm not with that. Yeah, like that fresh and fit stuff. I like listening to platforms that kind of have a balance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
they have a balance of what men and women aren't doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need you need that. Like you need to like that perspective, an objective, an, obje- mm-hmm. an objective ear. Because mm-hmm. if you if you watch that shit enough, you just be a woman hater. That that's the the weakest thing you could do as a man is hate women. I like, think. Uh, oh, go ahead. My bad. Yeah, it's it's weak. I mm-hmm. think I think women can get annoying sometimes. Yeah, but at the same time, like you know, men are pretty annoying too. Mm-hmm. Certain things that men are doing and. I think that you got to work on that from the inside out. Yeah, like, I think you you were you were um, a while back. You were you were we were, were on the phone. I remember like back in the day, you used to be like, you know, like cussing everybody out that cut you off in traffic and stuff like that. And you were mm-hmm. telling me like nowadays, you you know, you may meet it with some gratitude, like you know, thank God I didn't, like thank God you cut me off because you might have saved me from X, Y, and Z, or like you mm-hmm. just approach those situations a little bit a little bit different mm-hmm. now. And I you know I appreciate that because that's not. That's not the norm. No. Like most most people just live their life, you know, they can they can get like say for example, like uh, I don't know, the mailman may deliver the mail a certain way and they've been doing that for thirty years. But Nate and for thirty years the same person will walk outside and cuss the mailman out every single day versus just like being able to, you know, have the emotional intelligence to just like one, like just articulate yourself and say, like, hey, can you do it differently? Or two, just not have the, you know, not act out and be acting all yeah. outraged. I think that's like like an emotional child. You got to work on that shit, man. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get out of here, man, Keith, give me a beat, man. Give me a beat, bro. You about to rap? I'm about to rap right now. By like future? I'm about, man, just just give me a beat. Like man. I'm supposed to beatbox? Yes, beat, <laughs> this beat, this is going to be a terrible beatbox. Give me a beat, man. For some reason, you trying to triple me. Russell Wilson, you trying to deal with me. You got my son out here looking crazy. You got me out here trying to act like I got a baby. But I got by five, four, five, five, you got baby. Get goddamn motherfucker right there. Damn, with them. Yeah, I got seven baby mamas there. About to get it up in Percocet and Molly, yeah. About to pop it, get it going, get it going, yeah. I had too many pills inside of my brain. Got that motherfucking man giving me a migraine. Came around this motherfucker, got that shit in my vein. You just got unglued at the very. I was barely getting into character. Uh, once I hit that, Perkins said and Molly gave me a migraine. And lost it. All right, man. I think we made it to the uh, end of man. the pod, man. Yeah, good times. All right. Well, we made it to the end of this one. Uh, if you made it to the end, oh, make sure you subscribe on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And please give us a rating. Yeah. If you have not, give us a rating. We need it. Yeah. Head on over to YouTube also at a Trucker's Mind Podcast. Go to a truckersmind.com yeah. to get some hats, man. Um, and also go over to our social media uh, at a a uh, underscore truckers mind underscore podcast mm-hmm. and uh, head on over to uh, Cash App for a friendly donation. If you if you feel we've earned that, yeah. head on to Cash App and that would be at ATM Pod. Yeah, and we're trying to get some like some type of ventilation in here. It's just too hot or a better space, a bigger space. So yeah. you know, 
any any of that 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 support. You supporting whether you send cash app, supporting whether you subscribe to the YouTube or buy, purchase a hat, whatever the case may be, all of that goes towards um, us just like being able to bring you better content. Hell yeah! You know, it, it, we can we can thug it out in here, but it'd be hot, bro. Oh, it's hot yeah, right it now. Yeah, it kind of like it kind of curates your conversation to where you don't really you can't really give it your all sometimes because it's just like I don't want to move too much. It's man, hot. look here, look here, it's hot in here, man. But I don't give a fuck. I love this shit, man. Yeah. I love this. We've been doing this shit every week for fucking five years, man. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's like, at the end of the day, like, once this shit really goes where it's supposed to go, yeah. I don't even know if me and Keith, I won't say we won't be excited. That's a lie. We'll be excited. But I think it's like, it's been so long we've been doing it that once we get all the success, we'll be like, awesome. We deserve it. Yeah, it's going to be like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck it. We, we made it this far. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but yeah, we we won't we probably won't be able to disclose the deal, you know. <laughs> we'll just say, hey, me and Keith are actually very rich now. <laughs> yeah, you won't hear the numbers from me. Yeah, you won't hear the numbers here. Mm-hmm. Just know if you see me out in public, and they'll be like, oh yeah, that guy's driving a spaceship. What the fuck is? <laughs> yeah, I'm that driving guy. a UFO. Yeah, they'll be like that guy's driving. That guy's driving that fucking car that uh, that uh, uh, Alex Jones is talking about. <laughs> Alex Jones is like, you know what? Every for for some reason, I always thought that fucking Key Finger was an alien. <laughs> I knew that Key Finger was an alien for some reason. He was really smart. And you happen to be black, and it's fucking something wrong with that. Alex Jones is a deep version of Patrick Mahomes. It is. <laughs> He's a deep Patrick Mahomes. He's like, ever since I fucking seen Keith with those glasses, I knew something was up with him. He's like a science professor or something like that. He's a reptilian, and they find a lot of reptilians underneath the sky. And, you know, it's, it's the same thing we talked about. And then Joe Rogan will be like, Alex, man, you really got to tone back, man. <laughs> Alex, man, Alex, Alex, you're going off the rails, man. I was asking you, when did you wake up yesterday? And you just went on a tangent, man. No, but you have to stop talking when other people are talking, man. Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan, what I love about Joe is Joe commands the conversation. Yeah. And he does not take shit off nobody. When he he had Candace Owens on, that was a really good episode. He just has so many conversations. He just kind of knows how to, like... And he, he doesn't do it disrespectfully, but he no. just lets people know, like, yo, you can't just be cutting me off in conversation. No. Like, you know. And it was funny. What I love about it is it doesn't matter if the if they're like like political pundits or the left or right wing people, they come on there with their bullshit and Joe squashes it. Like Candace yeah. is like, you know, like, you know, one of those things, like whatever, you know. And he was like, you know, like what? Like, you can't do that, man. You have like a big following. Mm-hmm. You can't just come over here and just say anything. You need mm-hmm. to like. He's like, no, you need to like elaborate. Don't just say like you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he got on her ass or um, Sanjay Gupta mm-hmm. uh, from CNN. Mm-hmm. Man, he man he cooked that dude. Yeah, Sanjay was fucking. Sanjay is so smart, but Sanjay was like a fanboy. Yeah, because Sanjay is a guy that's like a he's like a well known like um, how do you call it like a virus whatever mm-hmm. you know like a virus aficionado. Mm-hmm. And he was a fanboy for Joe. He's like, I really appreciate and respect what you do. And then Joe Rogan ripped him another asshole. <laughs> yeah, two of them, huh? Yeah, I want to see Morgan Freeman on Joe Rogan. That'd be a good conversation. Killer Mike was just on recently. Great oh, really? fucking. Oh, my God. Great conversation. Killer Mike is like, at one point, I heard Killer Mike and I was like, man, that guy never listens. He just talks over people, right? Mm-hmm. 
But I think that was on Breakfast Club, and I think that they probably did a bad job of commanding the conversation. Mm-hmm. But him and Joe Rogan, it's just like this, like another level of fucking podcasting. Yeah, Killer Mike is a he's a sharp guy. He's very sharp. Yeah. It was great. I love his it. album is fire too. I heard his album; it's mm-hmm. really good. I heard it last week. Mm-hmm. I like this year. The best conversations I heard is is uh, I love Killer Mike's and Jelly Roll. You know what Jelly Roll is. Uh, the singer, yeah, mm-hmm. I love Jelly Roll, man. I li- like I like him as a person. He's a really good artist, but mm-hmm. I love him as a person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll, we'll just keep blabbing, promoting Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Let's go ahead and right, shut y'all. it out. If you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Things. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>